This is the Simplified Wellness Podcast, episode number 10. podcast today we have a Jessica Clark. Jessica is the girlfriend of Ben Higgins, the famous Bachelor contestant, but actually today's episode isn't about that at all. It is all about highlighting the amazing things that Jessica is doing. She is the owner of Sweatnet Nashville and Sweatnet Denver and is really doing a lot in her community to empower women, especially with body image and just seeing their true potential. So I loved sitting down with Jessica and hearing all the amazing things she's doing and how wonderful she is, and I think you guys are going to love her as well. Enjoy. All right, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Jessica Clark on the podcast. So hello, Jessica. Welcome to the Simplified Wellness Podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so excited to have you on today. I think this is going to be so much fun. So I guess we'll just get started with questions. So before we get into all the different topics I want to cover, I just want you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, anything you think the listeners should know. Okay. I am Jessica Clark. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. And I am a co-owner and events coordinator for a company called Sweatnet Nashville and Sweatnet Denver. Nice. Okay. Yes. And we'll get into Sweatnet maybe even soon because I want to talk a little bit about that. (laughs) So I guess, well, we'll just jump into it now. What is Sweatnet? How did you come up with the idea? All of that. Okay. Well, first of all, I wish I came up with the idea, but it actually was founded in Charlotte, North Carolina in 2018. And then my business partner, Megan, um, ended up reaching out to them about licensing it in other cities. So Nashville is the first license, and then it's going to be in 25 more this year. Oh my gosh. Megan and I, I know it's growing a lot. So Megan and I own Nashville and Denver. Wow. And um, basically, it's a membership-based platform where our members will pay $9.95 a month, and then they get deals and discounts to all things wellness in your city. So in Nashville, we have, like, and Denver, we have workout studios and healthy restaurants and med spas and spray tans and Botox <laughs> and anything, like, nutritionists, anything that can help you feel your best we try and get on there because we know that self-care looks different for everybody. Right. Um, And then with that, we plan four to six free events a month for our members. And those are usually really cool experiences. That's awesome. What a cool thing. So it's a membership site. So you said it's going to be in other locations, but you just own, you're you're the co-owner of two of them. Yes. And so it's locally owned each city is. So every city is different and they do things differently, but the premise of it is the same, the membership base and kind of our ideal of encompassing wellness in more ways than just working out or eating healthy. I love that idea because it's so true because I think that when we think of wellness, we think of, yeah, like nutrition, exercise, things like that. But 
I think wellness and taking care of yourself can extend further than just those two things. So I think that's really cool that you guys highlight other aspects as well. Yeah. 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 Um, it's super fun. Are you looking to, for, I guess, well, I guess Sweatnet's definitely expanding to other areas, but like mm -hmm. specifically going to be expanding to other areas or? So I'm probably going to be done with Nashville and Denver. I'm planning on moving to Denver um, next year. It's where my boyfriend lives and kind of our future plans involve us being in Denver. So I'm planning on moving out there later on this year. Um, which okay. is why Denver made sense for me, but I have so many things that I want to do. And so I don't know if I could manage a whole other city. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It's probably a lot of work. I would imagine trying to figure all that out. Cause you guys do, how often do you have events? We have events four to six times a month. And oh, that's often. luckily I have an I know it's very often, but I have an incredible team and everyone in every city is so excited and generous with their time and resources. And so it's not as hard as you would think it would be to plan them. It's just kind of being organized on top of it, responsive and creative. Wow. Yeah, that is, that's a lot. So, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, kind of on the topic of bringing women together, I noticed on Instagram that you recently shared about how you hosted like a get together of some sort with just women in the community. And the whole idea was mm -hmm. just set to empower women to share their stories. So I kind of wanted mm -hmm. to know what inspired this idea and where the idea came from. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And I had to take January off of my little get together. So I'm hoping to do it in February. Um, if I can, pull it together but I I guess in November I was on the phone with my grandmother and a little bit of my backstory is I had an eating disorder in college and I my grandmother was a social worker when she worked and she worked in an eating disorder clinic and so whenever I started to talk about it when I was going through recovery my grandmother really like took me into her wing actually like a month after I started my like recovery I went on spring break and I was in college but I went on spring break with my grandparents um <laughs> and we just I just needed to but yeah um we were on the phone and I had written down kind of my story and I sent it to her just like my experiences and stuff like that and she was like you need to she called me and she said you need to talk to other girls about this and I was like maybe I'll like in my brain I'm like oh yeah I'll just like post an Instagram like do a video and my grandmother my grandmother was like no you have to do this in person like people need this in person and they yeah. need to be responsive yeah. she was she said when you share something like this you want response you want interaction you want to see the people's face and for them to see yours and it just has to be in person and I was like okay whatever maybe one day um and then the next day I had a meeting with a nutritionist in Nashville and she we were talking about Sputnet but whenever I asked her what made you want to be a nutritionist she basically told me my story back but it was like she had gone through the same experience as me mm -hmm. and I was like no one talks about this stuff of like being a college athlete and the pressure and how unhealthy we are like in our body image and how we don't have any positive self-talk and we don't even really know how to nourish our bodies and like no one talks about this and she's like no and I was like 
my grandmother told me yesterday this wild idea would you be up for being on a panel like I this is the first time I've ever thought about this but would you do a panel with me and she said yes um and then one of the girls on the sweatnet team has an incredible story about alcohol addiction and then one of them also had an eating disorder and so I asked them if they would be willing to speak and they said yes and then I reached out to a coffee shop in Nashville and asked if we could come in after hours and they said yeah we'll plan a menu for you actually and we'll make these cocktails for you and just come and gather so wow. it kind of fell into place in like literally three hours and events usually aren't that easy to do um no. three hours or something like that was pretty wild so I was like well I guess this is like the Lord's plan or I mean this is what I'm supposed to do so we did it and it was awesome and I still get some girls reaching out to me from that event of just like wanting to do it again and again and again um in Nashville and then in other cities so I'm trying to figure out what that's going to look like I have like I have a big vision for it, but it'll definitely take some time. But I do think that there's something really cool about being in person. One of the things I ask is like no photos and so like no phones. So come after work, whether you're crying, whether you like had the best day ever, whether you've been in your pajamas all day, just like come however you are and like let's just sit and be together and not focus on anything else like the person in front of you. I just think that that's something that's not happening even at like events there's an Instagram wall or there's some sort of pressure to like look and act a certain way and it's really cool to have women in a room with their guard down so mm -hmm. that's kind of like my vision for it that's incredible I'm like so inspired and amazed by you just listening to that and I think that that is so so needed in like society just women getting together and talking and like you said it doesn't have to be this big production as far as like Instagram or you know like everyone's posting about it or anything like that like just accepting people as they are however they come and just like talking and I what a like great mm -hmm. experience for women I think that's amazing that you came up with that idea so well, I it really just like fell into my lap so I'm just the vessel and I'm hoping that I can pull it together to do another one in February because I miss them. Um, I've done two. So you hopefully two. we can do another one. Yeah. Have they both been centered around like eating disorders or specifically, or are there different kinds of topics that you'd want to talk yeah. about? The one I did in December was on relationships and just like your identity in a relationship. So I had, um, a single woman, a um, woman that's been married for a year, and then my mom who's been married for 30 years, and then I talked about dating for like a hot second, but these other three women were way more interesting than me. Mm -hmm. And um, we talked about kind of like leading up to the holidays, how like you can feel or you should feel whole on your own, and like that's what's going to make you good in a relationship, no matter like what stage of the relationship you're in, like let's love ourselves before we can love someone else and like that's a reminder everyone needs no matter what stage of relationship you're in um but that was something that also just from talking to people I was like this might be something that's like necessary to hear around this time of year so that's what inspired that one but that's awesome and what that if anyone's listening 
email or message me your ideas for another one. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <Any more> ideas. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are you, since you're, are, do you have other topics that you're planning on speaking of in the future? Or did, I did, did little note cards with the first one. Yeah, and I got suggestions. So there's like career advice and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I need to like get re-inspired something because that's kind of how the first two happened so maybe even like the body image one I think went really well so I would definitely do that again too yeah oh I think that's a great one did the both Mm -hmm. of those take place in Nashville yes they did okay well if you ever come to Portland I would love to attend (laughs) so but I know that I need to I've heard I would love Portland have you never been no. Oh, you'd like it. You'd like it. It's, it's oh. nice. I, technically I don't live in Portland, but it's close enough. And that's the most well-known place nearby. So okay. yeah, I need to get out there. you do. So I want to switch gears slightly, but still kind of on the body image topic. So mm-hmm. you had posted about, um, some, maybe some negative comments that were made towards your body image on social media. And I think that a lot of women really struggle to have a positive, um, outlook on their body. Really. I think at some point, I think almost every woman struggles with that at some point in their life. So Mm -hmm. you said that you did have an eating disorder. How, what were some things that you did to overcome this? And I think it would be specifically, you know, for someone that is struggling with body image issues, even if maybe they don't have an eating disorder, but they're just not, you know, it could be someone that does have an eating disorder or someone that really is just in a low place and not feeling positive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think there are several like layers to this question because I, when I had my eating disorders, when I hated my body, like the very, very most. And when I was trying to like get over it, like I would overcompensate because I had like a binge purge. And so when I overcompensated, I ended up losing even more weight. And so it kind of was like more went from like eating disorder to like disordered eating. And like um, when I was at like my very smallest is like those photos that people scroll back to, those are the meanest comments ever. And so like one thing I want to say is when you're looking on Instagram and you see a girl that you're like, Oh, she's so thin. I want her body. There's probably something like going on behind the scenes that you don't know about. And also like people are very like cruel. And, um, I wasn't expecting that on like old photos, like photos that weren't even recent because I didn't get my following a following on Instagram until like late last year. Um, and, I wasn't expecting people to go back that far. So yeah, luckily I have like a great support system and a mom who's super honest with me. So I've like deleted a lot of photos too, where I probably did look like sick. Um, But also like my body, I'm like five one and pretty petite. So I'm never going to like be like a large person. So um, there are like a couple and photos, like even when I met my co-owner, um, in sweatnet and she was like you're like you look very strong in person like this isn't what she looks like on instagram or whatever and like since i am short i do look smaller anyways that's mm-hmm. a tangent but mm-hmm. no that's um, okay yeah but uh 
I would say my number one for getting over my eating disorder was my community around me, being held accountable, being around other people. And like, I saw a therapist. I think that that's a really big thing too. And then like learning your body and listening to your body. And like when your body says it's hungry, like feed it when it says it's full stop. And that takes slowing down and being still a lot more than we like to be still in our lives. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, you have to change your whole lifestyle, I think, and your whole mindset around like, what is the point and what's your purpose? Like, why are you eating? Why are you exercising? Is it to make you feel good and to nourish you and to make you be able to like act the way that you need to act today and accomplish your tasks? Or is it because it's a comfort or is it because you want to look a certain way so you're not going to? And so when you view food more as a way to like heal yourself and make yourself feel good and make yourself be someone that people want to be around, if it's at a meal or not at a meal, that kind of like changed my mindset of just why. And Mm -hmm. the other thing that I had to do is I ran track in college. And so like food was like a weird thing where I felt like I could never get enough of it. I was a distance runner. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were running like 60 to 80 miles a week wow. and it, it got, I mean, you can't eat enough at that point, but it just got super unhealthy. So quitting that definitely was really good for me as well. Um, so you kind of have to just, you just have to listen to yourself so much more than people do and yeah. figure out what your triggers are and what is like making you feel badly about yourself and avoid those things so if it's someone on Instagram that you constantly see and they make you feel bad about yourself unfollow them there's no reason to follow them if it's like an activity that you do that you leave and it makes you want to like eat a whole chocolate cake like maybe stop doing that activity (laughs) or you know there's different things that you can avoid like it's our choice to surround ourselves with certain things and to do certain activities so I just think a lot of it is you just have to be sensitive to yourself. I think that's amazing advice, especially like you said, like the social media thing. I think that is such a big thing right now, obviously, but just with the comparison, like I know for myself, like I ran this morning and then I got on Instagram and saw that someone else ran this morning, but they ran further than I did. And I'm like, (laughs) I should have kept going, you know, and like, that's not necessarily related to body image, but kind of. And it's just like one of those things that it's like, I think Instagram is great for certain things and it's fun. And if, but like, I agree if it's, whether it's on Instagram or if it's in person or whatever something is that's giving you you know, negative feeling towards it, you can always remove that thing. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really good advice. Are you still a runner? Do you still run at all or? I'm getting back into it. So I didn't run from August until January and my body like really missed it, but it took it a couple of months to miss it. But now I kind of like crave like a good little four mile run. So Mm -hmm. I'm getting back into it. And I'm actually going to do a half marathon in April. So I guess I'm really getting back into it. Um, yeah. So but I'm training a little differently than I used to. I'm not running as much. I'm doing more like weight focused workouts and um, 
just kind of, like I said, listening to my body and knowing, you know, running 10 miles every Saturday probably isn't the best thing for me personally. It might work for someone else, but um, I'm trying to figure out how to make running fun again because I do miss it. Yeah. No, I think that's good. And I have heard um, a lot of athletes struggle with similar, I've heard a lot of different stories or similar stories from college athletes. Cause you are having, you're running and doing all those things at such a high level that it does cause those disordered eating thoughts and body image issues and all those different things. So I'm really happy that you spoke about that. Well, um, and a lot of it is like the competitiveness and the like comparison. Cause you're around 20 other girls that take can take your spot in a second and like look just like you so like how are you going to make yourself stand out it's usually an unhealthy way Mm -hmm. so I think college sports can be like very dangerous if you don't have the proper nutritionists and trainers and coaches around you that's good. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not good, but it's, it's, I think yeah. that's what you said. Good advice to support people that can properly like help you take care of yourself during that time. If you are in a college sport or something, so you, those behaviors don't become unhealthy. Yes. Yes. So, um, I want to, like I, I always say, I want to switch gears, but I do. Um, so faith <laughs> plays a large role in your life. And I think that's amazing. So kind of you, your life has kind of made a huge change like recently with your current boyfriend and all that stuff. So how have you managed to stay true to who you are in faith while navigating like all of life's different changes? And even like, not even necessarily recently, but I know that like, like going to college and things like that, like all the different Mm -hmm. changes in life, how how have you managed to balance all that with faith? Um, well, I grew up in a Christian home. I went to a Christian high school, kindergarten through 12th grade, a little private high school in Nashville. Um, but when I got to college, those first two to three years were like very dark. It was when I was struggling the most with everything else. And I definitely turned away from my religion because at that point it totally was just like a religion and knowledge that I had. Um, and it took me getting to the very darkest place in my life and like the Lord still chasing after me and me realizing oh my gosh he loves me so much and I'm gonna I want a relationship with him and then like because he loves me I want to act out of that love as opposed to just like I'm gonna sit here and tell you what I know and like this is what the Bible says it's like no this is how he rescued me from like the depths of despair when I probably should have like ended up in the hospital or like a clinic and um, truly like saved me and like gave me this joy that I didn't even know I could have. And um, I think that having something like that has made it easier because I remember how dark it was without him. Um, But it definitely is still hard, especially on like, really busy days and really busy weeks to it sounds horrible but like make the time and remind myself like Mm -hmm. I have a God that loves me and I love him so much and so something that I really try and do is I will always wake up earlier like earlier than the sun honestly so that I can have that time like I just I have to start my day that way and some people like they can't wake up earlier 
like they'll do their quiet time at lunch or in the evenings, but by nighttime, I'm so brain dead. So yeah, I make time every single morning and like, don't look at my phone for like the first two hours of my day and just like sit and remind myself like whose I am and like how much he loves me and the way I'm supposed to live. And like those little like moments, I think help a lot, but it's, and I said this about getting over an eating disorder, but the people I surround myself with too, like my boyfriend and I like challenge each other in our faith. He really challenges me and like asks me really great questions about like why we believe what we believe and we've set certain standards in our relationship and in our future life and goals that we have. And then my friends, I surround myself with really great girls that really are encouraging and lift me up. And my family is awesome too. So um it the people you surround yourself with really wear off on you and sometimes I'm away for too long from my friends or family like I can see myself falling into like a dark hole of comparison or um like kind of forgetting my purpose and you have to like reset every once in a while and get back on track but definitely is an everyday struggle to stay on that track yeah absolutely I I love Oh, I just love the way you shared that because I think it's very relatable for for anyone who maybe grew up going, let's say going to church or doing like, like I did. I don't know if they have it where you're like young life groups, um, things like that, like just different small groups and stuff like that. And then once you're kind of on your own, like in college or something, you kind of have to, it's completely different. And I know I went through a phase like that too. And so it's, it's harder sometimes. So I think what, like, where would you, what advice would you give to anyone or some tips for someone that maybe is their faith is not at the forefront, at the forefront of their, you know, life right now, but they're wanting to get back into it. Do you have any advice for people that are trying to get back into it? Um, I would say find a good community. Um, not like it doesn't have to be like a bible study or something but really look at who you're surrounding yourself with and um then I would also say find a routine that works for you something that you can stick with sometimes what like makes me really excited is getting a new like study bible or a new study and if you have like previously had a faith and you just feel like you're in a rut like that makes me excited to do like a new study or to learn mm-hmm. something new something else is finding good podcasts um if you drive a lot I I love listening to podcasts like while I cook or drive um and look, there are lots of churches out there that do their sermons I kind of like deep pop around different churches and listen <laughs> so Um, that's always good but it just I think it looks different for everyone because it is a relationship and so you just but you have to put an effort just like any other relationship so it's not just going to happen like you're not just going to wake up one day and be like I'm going to read the bible all the way through today and then I'm going (laughs) to be a Christian or I'm going to like have be on fire for the Lord like you have to like work on it and you have to get to know him and let him get to know you so taking those quiet moments is my that's probably my number one piece of advice I think that's a good, well, all of your tips are good, but I think that is a really good yeah. piece of advice, especially like I said, like you said, in the morning, cause that's 
what mm-hmm. I've been doing. And I've noticed they're like, well, with anything, if I say, oh, I'm going to do it after work or before bed or anything like those things can get pushed off so easily if you're too tired or you end up having plans in the evening or whatever, like those things can very easily get pushed off. And so I like the way you said you start your day with that, because usually if you wake up pretty early that you don't have much going on in that first hour or so, you know, and it's easier to make time. So I like that. I can guarantee you if I say I'm going to do it later in the day, it's not happening. Oh yeah. That's how I am with everything. <laughs> Even like working out. It's yeah. like if I, I will not work out after work. It just won't happen. I, you no. know, I try it every time since never happened so far. So yeah, no, I totally get it. So health and fitness, as you've said, kind of play a large role in your life, but you also are on the road a lot. So I kind of wanted to ask you, so what are, if you have any like tips for staying healthy with a busy lifestyle? What are some things that you practice? Um, I, well, one thing that's definitely going to help me is running because then I don't have to, um, not work out because running is kind of like my go-to, but running like 30 minutes of activity every day, even when I'm on the road, whether it's a walk or run on the treadmill, um, me and Ben will go to the gym and do like a little body weight or weight lifting circuit in the mornings or um we're pretty good about getting at least 30 minutes of movement just so that like your body feels good mm-hmm. drinking a ton of water is crucial when I travel I also love like little powder electrolyte drinks I yeah. personally like liquid IV yes um, yes I always have one on the plane on a plane and then like usually the next day after I land just to like replenish. Mm-hmm. Um, but finally, I love <laughs> I always take snacks with me because I like, I'm one of those people that just eats little meals all day long. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't like sitting down to like a huge meal. So being ready, because if I get way too hungry, I'll end up eating like everything on my plate whenever we go out to dinner. So especially when you're traveling, you're eating out all the time. Um, I would say bring snacks. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, that's good. That's, that's really good advice because I think being prepared kind of is at the forefront of everything about health and fitness. Like you have to be prepared or you're not going to, it's a lot harder to do those things. And so having snacks ready, getting those electrolyte (laughs) packets so you can drink the water you need, all that stuff I think is very important. So those yes. are good my grandmother me. actually told me, um, she was like, you know, that, you know, you're probably always going to have an unhealthy relationship with food. And so the only thing you can ever do is be prepared for it. So that's, that's her good. big, like, piece of advice to me is like, never think that one day you're going to wake up and it's not going to be a problem because that's when it will become a problem again. But mm-hmm. you have to kind of like always be almost always be on the defense. Right. What a a gift kind of to have your grandma who is like helpful. Was she real? Was she helpful to you to have her? Like she knew so much about eating disorders. Was it helpful to have her? Yes. I think the most helpful thing about my grandmother is that she knows like how to talk about it Mm -hmm. because lots of people don't know how to talk about it and like will make the wrong comments or will um just not not say what you need to hear but she's 
she's Italian and she's from the, she lives in the Northeast. So she tells you how it is yeah. and that's what you need sometimes. And it's totally. been like the best thing to have her and for her to push me. She wants me to get my PhD, which is oh, hilarious. Man. Yeah. So maybe one day Nana will get her wish, but that probably is way down the line. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's been awesome to really talk to about it. And she gives the best advice as most grandmothers do. That's awesome. What a, what a good, what just a good relationship to have, especially with, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but that's amazing to have her. (laughs) So wrapping up, I just want to ask, so what is one piece of advice you would give to a woman listening to this episode? It can be literally anything, but just something you want to leave the listeners with. (laughs) Um, That's so fun. Um, You, I think my biggest piece of advice is don't try and do anything on your own. Always reach out to others. Have a community around you that you know loves you and that you love in return and as long as you are loving other people well you're probably gonna accomplish something really cool that's amazing that's such a good thing to end on so with that before we go I just want you to plug yourself so where can people find you on social media all that stuff um social media is at Jess Clark Clark has an E at the end, underscore. Um, at Sputnet Nashville, at Sputnet Denver are my companies. And you can find me either in airport or Nashville or Denver. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're flying all the time? Yes, I'm all over the place. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and do you have any, for people who are listening to this that maybe potentially live in Denver or Nashville, or do you have any upcoming mm-hmm. events? We have nine events at Sweatnet Nashville this month. And then so far we have two in Denver. We have one on February 6th at Flywheel and one February, gosh, 19th at Whole Soul. Um, you can check all of our events out on our website. Uh, just go to sweatnetusa.com. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jessica, so much for coming on. I think you are just so amazing and so inspiring and just a such a positive light. So I'm really happy you're able to come on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me and for thinking of me. It means a lot. You are welcome. All right. We will talk to you later.